Hi, welcome to this week's edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap this week is a fellow Illinoisan, award-winning chef, and member of many professional associations, including the American Culinary Federation, Research Chefs Association, and National Association of Catering Events. Please welcome the owner of Custom Culinary Solutions, Mr. John Reed. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. Hey, Wade. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining me today. I, I am, I've been looking forward to us talking. You're a, a, a very unique individual in FCSI. You're so involved with so many uh, chef-based organizations, being an award-winning sh- chef yourself. Um, tell me a little bit about how you got your start as a consultant. Well, I was working as a corporate divisional chef for a large food service company we were pushing on you know 45 plus million dollars a year at the time and i'd seen a lot of different things i was an educator i'd gone up and of course in 2008 the downturn guys with tall big hats who really didn't make anything were, were on the cutting block and i i was um they made my position redundant and i sat there and said okay what am i going to do with my career and I realized I looked back at all the things that I had done over up until that, from education to menu design to looking at food service plans. I said, well, you know, I've got a lot of things to offer. I also looked at the market at the time and said, that decision-making process, that leadership, that insight into the business of someone with, you know, 25 plus years experience, it still needs to be available to people. So I set the business up as an on-call executive chef and said, I'll come in help you with little projects you know there's no financially it was good for the company they got the stuff done they didn't have to concentrate on these projects while they're trying to run the business in the downturn of an economy so that was the approach that i took so i just started i put you know as they say put a sign on the front door and opened up for business and i started helping um companies with something that i found really a need in the industry at the time was leveraging technology i was running a catering company and i used to spend you know 40 to 60 hours a week writing production lists for a large company and i said this is ridiculous there's got to be a better solution out there but i started investigating it when when i was the chef and realized that there was a need for someone who had that kind of broad base they were really talented culinary but they had an idea of how to look at systems and logistics and project flow and i bridged that gap and that's where i really said all right i can find that niche Uh, i was looking at some kind of validation to being a consultant and i did a lot of research and you know a couple of things that said don't put your name on the door (laughs) because they're going to want you every time so I, i you know i searched about what do i do what are the solutions that i can provide and then I looked at organizations out there, and I came across FCSI. Uh, it was really interesting, and I signed up, and, you know, I think nine years later, I'm, I'm still going, yeah. and I've, I've found it a really rewarding organization. It's it's great network. There's a lot of really good people in there, and it's really dynamic, and it's brought a lot to the table, I think, for, for myself and, and for the company. So so what do people hire you for? I mean, what, what – when – what do, are they in trouble with or what do they need assistance with in order to bring John into the mix? I think they have a couple of things. One is they might not have a talent pool. Well, they've got people who are good 
operators. They might not have a creative edge. Okay. So they need, they're looking for either creative solution and, and, and looking at their menu objectively. You know, does it make sense? Are portions the right way? How did we get there? Are the ingredients correct? And then documenting that process from, from, from recipes and things like that. A lot of the work I've been doing has been taking that knowledge of how to execute large event, large scale events and translating into operational systems, leveraging technology, i.e. recipe management programs that do that or catering software programs and things like that. That's where I, I fit in. And most people who want that need know they need to do it don't have the time to do it because they're busy running their operation. Sure. So, and a need for a client would be transitional owner, you know, someone who's been first generation trying to transition says, you know, we've been doing it this way for 30 years. We need to find a better way to do it. Yeah. And then bridging to gap to the next generation or a generation of decision makers who say, we can't live without technology but we don't have the skill set or the the people where we're all the time to do it. How can you help us out? Sure. And that's where we where we fit in. And, and of all the projects you've had as as either a chef before or an owner of your consulting firm now, what has been either the either your favorite or the most rewarding uh, experience you've had? I think of all the experiences that like, we go with with one goal. We're there to get you over the hump. We want to be able to walk away at some point. We'll have a long-term relationship with you because we're always there. You can always call us. Hey, I got this little problem. But we want to get you to the point where your their employees, their staff, have taken ownership of the project, believe in it, and see the reward from it. Okay. You know, I started out with a small company. Um, they were a catering company. They had software. They've been in it for about 10 years, and it was really convoluted. And they were had between one system, another one, Excel spreadsheets. And they had asked me to go in and just fix their inventory. And eight years later, they were fully documented. And I wasn't, and I was there once a week. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a long term every day. It was, it was financially feasible for them. It made sense. They got good ROI on it. And their employees from the line cooks leverage the technology. They go in, they write their own production lists, they print all their own reports, they're, they have engaged with the system, and they run, you know, pushing 150 events out in a single day, and they don't miss anything. Nice. You know, that, to me, that, that's, that's great. And we have a great relationship. It's, those are the things that, that are exciting sure. and, you know, that that part of it, and all all of those things are done. I mean, yeah. when I think COVID started, I think the beauty of who we are as consultants is we're always there somewhere, and yeah. we believe in our clients. Yeah, what, what, and I said, look. well, it, it's interesting. You said you started the company because of a downturn in the economy, and and obviously we're we're uh, we've been in, in this pandemic for a while with COVID. Um, what do you think, or how is it? affected the restaurant industry so to the effect of what do you see the future looking like post-covid when we eventually get to it i i think early on i i've been a strong believer that we're in an opportunity it's been put onto our plate from a, you know, a pandemic but it's really a an 
an opportunity to rethink the way we have done food service for years. I mean, if you look at the way we've built restaurants and built these huge spaces, packed the dining, you know, huge dining rooms, really tried to reduce the kitchens, the way we've done things. You know, most most businesses are highly leveraged, you know, high releases and downtown spaces. And, you know, it's all been based on that. I think people are going to fundamentally change the way they want. People are eating more at home. They're more specific. They have more choices. They want more convenience. That dining experience of the two-hour business lunch is dead. It's it, It's gone. So... Food service is still a need. People want food everywhere. It's how we're going to deliver it and what is that experience like. Yeah. And I think that's a fundamental change. And I think we've been looking for it. Yeah. You know? I agree. I agree. What do you what do you find as a consultant when you walk in? What's a mistake or a misconception you see that most operators make? That they're that they're in their own world. That they're, they're the only ones with their own problems, but it's it's universal. You walk in and you say, "Well, why have you been doing that?" Well, I think it, it goes back to that's the way we've done it, and you have to really get in there and say, "Okay, why are you doing it? Is it really a truly efficient system? Is it really good design, or is it a reaction to a problem that you had to fix on the fly and never went back and evaluated it?" So when you you walk into these operations, and say, "You know, why do you do it this way?" And they really don't know the answer. Someone sure. may have made a decision, and that legacy is there, but the person who made the decision is long gone. <laughs> so I, I think that's a that's a that's a, a big thing that you I think you know one of the things we were going to talk about is advice to consultants is yeah. when you walk in, the way you've done things may be successful for you personally. And you were successful at it. And now I say, well, I'm, I, it worked for me, so I'm going to go out and become a consultant. You can't do that. You have to go in and look and study and see what solutions are across the board and then make the best solution or deliver the solution to that client that's specific. That's why I put the word customized. There's no standard solution. There's one solution for that client. That's a lot of other pieces that you as an expert have to go out and understand and, and educate yourself sure. on. What's one thing that most people would never guess about John Reed? What's a habit, a hobby, something that just somebody to look at you or meet you would be, would be shocked to find out that you do. I believe, and I'm going to throw this out there, and you can fact check all you want. I think I'm the only certified Cicerone in all of SCSI. I would I think believe I'm that, the, yeah. And I think I'm the only certified Cicerone in all of the ACF. And if you don't know what certification Cicerone is, it's a certification for beer professionals. And it's yeah. a four-tiered structure where you have to go through a server uh, level two, which is a tasting and valuation and essay, and all the way up to master. And, this, and it was started here in Illinois. It's a global. It's a global brand now. And yeah, it's a, am I a beer snob a little bit? But I don't. <laughs> and be, I, I don't go out and flaunt it. I just say, you know, when I talk about beer, I, I I do it because I'm passionate about it. I've always enjoyed it. I've always found it a, a fun thing. And and you know. Well, what most of our viewers probably don't realize is we were, uh, due to COVID last year, we, we were supposed to have our conference in Austin for FCSI, and you were actually going to lead us through that with some local beers from Austin that uh, hopefully down the road we're going to be able to do that again 
Because I want to see you in action doing that. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, well, actually, that's all the questions I've got for today. But uh, before I let you go, I do like to do uh, something that's a little bit lighthearted, a little bit of fun. So I've got a set of questions based on the Would You Rather series. So I'm going to run through these. And they're just dumb, stupid questions that are going to make you laugh. But going through these and just answer it honestly. There's no right or wrong answer as we go through these. So, Are you game for that? I'm up for it. Let's go. All right. So would you rather be covered in snakes or be covered in bees? Snakes. Would you rather be able to sing or be able to dance? Dance. Would you rather own a restaurant or own a dollar store? Restaurant. Okay. I didn't know with you being a chef whether you were going to agree with that one or not. So would you rather give up? (laughs) Find the restaurant. That's different. Would you rather give up TV for a year or give up the internet for a year? TV. Be able to teleport anywhere or be able to read minds? Teleport. Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach turn green or never have to stand in line again? Traffic lights. Would you rather see your future or fix your past? Neither. Neither. Okay. (laughs) Would you rather have unlimited first-class plane tickets for life or never have to pay for food at restaurants ever again? Never have to pay for food. Okay. Would you rather only be able to use a fork and no spoon or use a spoon and no fork for the rest of your life? Spoon. Would you rather be an unknown superhero or a famous villain? Unknown superhero. Okay. And the last one I've got for you on these is, would you rather fight a duck the size of a horse or fight a hundred horses the size of a duck? The first one. The first one. Duck the size of a horse. I'm not that strong. I don't want to have to fight a hundred things. Perfect. So John, tell me how people can find out more about you or Customized Culinary Solutions. Uh, you can find us on our website, customizedculinarysolutions.com. I keep it updated. I put a lot of information out there. I've been tracking what's been going on with COVID, and I put a lot of other fun things on there, my newsletter and a few things. And they can always reach out at, at my email, john at customizedculinarysolutions.com. And I'm also listed on the FCSI website. You can see me in, in magazines, and I yeah. do a lot of writing, so I'm easy to find. Well, that wraps up this edition of on tap presented by fcsi the americas if you enjoyed today's episode please make sure to like and subscribe to the channel and check back next week when we interview another fcsi member until then cheers